Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Sherelle McMiss. Good start. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to leave it in there, Sherelle, because it's about <laughs> like the game. Let me start again for you folks. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley. I'm joined by Sherelle McMillan. You're listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, podcast sponsored by JohnnyTShirt.com of Chapel Hill. Sherelle, 81-79 win. We'll certainly talk plenty about that, but I think the first thing we need to talk about is Roy Williams going down. Did not look good. Um, he's gone down on a knee before. It was a little tougher fall there on that situation, but you just hate to see that from any coach, especially Coach Williams. Yeah, you know, you hope he's okay because uh, it's, it's kind of jarring, I think, for a team like North Carolina where maybe uh, an individual player isn't necessarily a leader, but the head coach is the leader. So to see your leader go down a few you know, minutes before halftime and not come back, I'm sure that impacted him a great deal and, you know, uh, is partly responsible for some of the sloppy play I think you saw in the second half because, you know, the these guys are not just basketball players, they're people too. And when someone you care about, spend that much time about goes down on the sideline like that, then obviously your mind's going to be with him. So hopefully he's, hopefully he's okay. And I'm sure uh, them gutting out the win uh, made him happy wherever he's at. Yeah, indeed. It's a great point there. When you see your leader go down and uh, you know, these guys are still young kids playing. I saw Armando Baycott, tweet right after it happened prayers for coach Williams he loves that guy I mean they all do so to see that happen certainly a tough situation for coach Williams let's talk a little bit about the game 81-79 Carolina pulls it out in Clemson maybe a little controversial ending um, I know if I was a Clemson fan I would be irate right now but just sloppy sloppy but like we said off the air a NCAA type game for North Carolina it was, uh, particularly because uh, they kept it, it. Just there was no flow to the game. It felt like North Carolina would have control for a little bit, but they'd only be up five. And then it felt like Clemson had control, and they would only be up four or be up six. And then for some reason, North Carolina decided to take thirty-three threes. Um, I think partially because of uh, Elijah Thomas and Amir Sims down there on the post. But you know, they were there were chances I think for them to get better shots, and they settled a little bit. And I think once they got started and and were shooting pretty well from three to start the game. They decided that that's what they were going to do throughout the game, and that maybe wasn't the best uh, decision. Now, they still, again, scored 81 points somehow, even though the offense just did not look good. But um, North Carolina, for everything we say, they're able to put up points. And uh, you had to look at Kobe and Cam again, um, really big games from those two. And we've said it all year that when certain people aren't playing well or aren't scoring, then other people will pick up the slack. And for the last couple of games, it's been Cam and Kobe. Looking at the box score, I'll tell you somebody that I, I know was catching much heat on the Inside Carolina message boards, came up big with three or four free throws late in the game, and that's Kenny Williams. I mean, Kenny's got to play better. He's got to be more offensively involved for North Carolina plays 37 minutes, does this thing on the defensive end, but to step up when you're not having the best of game, you're not having the best of seasons to hit those free throws there at the end, uh, pretty big from the senior. Right. And um, yeah, we'll talk about it later, but he, he has to be better for North Carolina to 
make a Final Four, which is the goal for this team at this point. I think they've shown they're good enough to do that. And I don't think they can do that without Kenny Williams at least, you know, making, you know, shooting it at a 30 percent clip. I think I'm not sure where he's at right now. He was 0 for 5 today, but he's got to just, you know, keep defenses a little bit honest and that will, you know, open things up for other players. But, you know, I don't think people will remember how, you know, challenged he was in offense for this game because as you said, he's a senior and he's been in pretty much every environment. And when they needed him, he knocked down three or four uh three free throws. And it kind of shows again just the um why you need seniors in that situation. Because I don't know if, you know, a junior or a sophomore or one of the freshmen would have knocked down those free throws in that situation because they haven't been in it before. So that's uh, key for Kenny. Uh, but like I said, they, they really need him to, to pick it up here um, these last two regular season games and into the ACC tournament. Looking at the box score, you mentioned Kobe White, Cam Johnson. We'll talk about those guys in a minute. Luke May, four for 10, 10 rebounds. It seemed like he got his hand on a plenty of rebounds there, especially in the second half. I don't have the, the half splits. Um, but Luke May continues just to do those type little things, and he hit a big three, and then he had, I believe, a, a layup over the little fella right after that. I mean, he did it in spurts, but again, 13 and 10, not a bad night. No, and um, like you said, again, a big shot from a senior. The seniors were not good tonight. Uh, I think that's fair to say. Offensively, they were 7 of 18 from the field and 1 of 9 for 3. So that's really two straight games um, that they have been poor from the field. But as we talked about, Luke May hits a big three um, to help North Carolina stretch out a lead. And then Kenny Williams uh, has the great play at the end, which I guess we'll get to um, throwing the ball in the air to take away any chance for a three from Clemson. And then he makes the free throw. So it's it's important to have seniors in March. And I, I think some schools and, and some people forget that. And Roy Williams definitely hasn't. That's why Kenny Williams, despite what some people uh, want, is still playing 37 minutes a game. All right. Before we go any further, Cheryl, I, need, I do need to talk about JohnnyTShirt.com. It's the place to be for Chapel Hill and sportswear for North Carolina. Their own, you know, the online presence, johnnytshirt.com. It's great for Inside Carolina subscribers. And I'll mention the code later, but on Franklin Street, it's a Chapel Hill tradition for over 35 years. Locally owned, alumni operated. It's only Carolina. They have so much Carolina stuff in there. I mean, if you need anything that you can imagine with Carolina on it, Johnny T-Shirt has it. You can get it all online as well, johnnytshirt.com. The the customer service is fabulous. The store on game days is a happening place. Inside subscribers get 10% off their online orders and in-store orders. Get the code, get that 10% off, a great place to shop. Remember, johnnytshirt.com. Support them, support the Inside Carolina podcast. All right, Sherelle, let's talk about uh, Cam Johnson and Kobe White. I mean, they continue to be the scoring leaders for North Carolina. Nine of 16 for Kobe, six for 11 from three, six of 11, six of eight from Cam Johnson. I mean... Kobe White did it in the first half. Cam Johnson pretty consistent the entire game. It's fascinating to watch these two guys play off of each other. Kobe, man, he's he's reaching a point, um, just stuff we've never seen before from a Carolina guard as a freshman. I mean, you know, 34 points, 28 points, 33 points. I mean, he's he's just stacking points on points on points. And it's because, you know, once he – usually once he makes that first or second shot, you can kind of see that he's uh, – going to have a good game. And what I like about Kobe is that um, he never gets too high or never gets too low on himself. Like he'll celebrate, uh, he'll be into it, but I feel like he has confidence that he would miss, you know, he could 
he can miss 33s in a row. And I feel like he wouldn't think the 31st one is going in. He has that kind of confidence. And that's what you need as a point guard, especially a scoring point guard um, in North Carolina. And there's just not much else to say about him because he's played so well, um, you know, this season as a freshman, which at point guard, again, which is so difficult to do in a row Williams. And then he also had six rebounds and five assists. Now, every game we talk about this, he also has, you know, his turnovers get pretty high. But you'll live with five turnovers if the guy is making six threes and putting up 28 points and giving you six rebounds and five assists. Uh, so just can't say enough about what he's done for UNC and um, just how important he's become to you know them potentially reaching a Final Four. You know what is cool for me, and maybe it's, I'm getting old and a little sappy, but he, and I said this to my wife watching the game, he is one of the few guys that actually looks like he is enjoying it and having fun playing. And he gets... As he gets a lot more hype for his teammates doing well than he does for himself, like you mentioned. But is, that is one thing that makes him so fun to watch. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, you, you think about people <clears throat> who are doing some of the things he does. It's about brand and it's about, you know, marketing and it's about preparing themselves and being a pro and being all this. And Kobe is one of the few who still feels like an 18 year old as opposed to a future NBA player who wants to, you know, do all this stuff and build a brand and be a millionaire he looks like he just likes playing basketball that he would have you know kind of the same joy from it if he was still playing you know in in Wilson and I think that is a little refreshing to see because we don't see that much with freshmen um, with his pedigree who are projected you know in the first round of the NBA draft like he is you see guys it's so damn serious and you know it looks like it weighs on them like a ton of bricks it never looks that way with Kobe 28 tonight like you said, six and five assists and then those five turnovers. But, yeah, I mean, a couple of them, I thought he got uh, maybe fouled on the one late, but you can't – That that's one thing he needs to work on. And I want you to sh- share thoughts there is the ball handling, he needs to realize he is not playing at Greenfield or on the summer circuit. He's playing against high-level college guys, and you just can't cross over in front of a guy that's up in you like that. Uh, the one at the end, I think he w- – when he gets into the film room and sees that, he'll be like – he'll kind of say to himself, what was I doing? Because he he knows better and he's a better player than that. Um, but in the moment, it's it's just difficult because you've got all those people yelling and screaming. You know, you've got, you know, two defenders hedging out on you, trying to get the ball from you. There's so much to process. There's so much going on. So it's just, it can be difficult. And like we said, even though he plays so well, he's still a freshman and, you know, he's played in some difficult environments. And I'd say outside of maybe uh, Duke and Raleigh, that was probably as tough as an environment as he's played in. Um, this season right up there with Michigan because Little John is a tough arena to play in and North Carolina's had all sorts of trouble there you know dating back 20 years so I think he'll continue to get better at that but at this point if he's going to keep scoring like he is you just live with the turnovers and and deal with it. Cam Johnson 19 6 of 8 we've talked about this a lot Um, Carolina's got to figure out a way to get those shooting totals from him up around 15 every night I I just as much as he makes He's got to take more. Yeah, his usage rate, actually, he's, uh, is um, he's not used on 20% or I forget the exact metric, but his usage rate is not as high as it should be for a player of his caliber. His offensive rating, you know, using adjusted stats, Ken Palm, efficiency, all that stuff, is the highest in conference play in the ACC. That means he's really good because he's higher than Zion. And we know Zion has been tremendous all season. Um, but he just needs to, he needs the ball in his hands more. He needs to shoot more. He needs to be more aggressive because when you can put up, uh, 19 points on 11 field goals, you know, all six of his field goals were threes. If you're shooting like that, then keep shooting. 
obviously you think the numbers will, you know, kind of equal themselves out a little bit, but he's at 47 or 48 percent this season from three. So I think Dewey has said it before several times, like take 10 or 15 threes. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody would have a problem with that. Roy Williams or his staff at all, because he's such a great shooter. So how does that happen? Let's break that down a little bit. How, because, and I said off air, and I don't know if you agree with me, he doesn't, he does not appear to demand the ball as much as maybe some other guys that shoot a ton do. And, and I don't know if that's just me seeing him not take as many, but how do you work that in to get him? Because in a game like this tonight, watching Carolina play, it would not have um, hurt, I don't think, anybody's feelings, at least watching, if Cam and Kobe took every shot. And if they went Harden, you know, or, or went Reddish and, and uh, or went Barrett right. and, and shot every time. And so how do you get Cam Johnson more shots if you're North Carolina? I think he's been super aggressive in spurts. There have been a couple of games, especially coming out of the half, <clears throat> where you've seen him say, okay, I need to take over. I need to, you know, get my shot. He'll go on a 8-0 or a 10-0 uh, personal run. I think it really, for him, it's about when guys ch- try to chase him out the free throw line, that pull-up jumper, he needs to go to that more because, you know, we he seems like he makes it every time he uh, takes it. Um, and if they're going to continue to try to push him out the three-point line, then I think that's the way he does it is – um, just, you know, one dribble and then a pull-up. Also, uh, just continue to move without the ball. I think sometimes it's easy when you're as good of a shooter as he is to just kind of sit there and wait. Not saying he does that all the time, but it's very easy to sit on the wing and wait for someone else to create for you. Instead, maybe use the fact that you're a great shooter to go back door, to to cut, you know, to get other people's shots. So I think that's what he needs to do. Um, just keep moving and uh, definitely use that uh, pull-up jumper. What else you see in this ball game that bodes well for North Carolina? I, I wanted to be able to say Sterling Manley came in and got some quality minutes, especially with Brooks and May in foul trouble. But, I mean, he, what did he play? 25 seconds before he took what I thought they was scored. pretty <laughs> – <laughs> he ate an elbow in the first 30 seconds of his time back. I mean, and I said it on Twitter. That's about as close to a flagrant two as you can get. I mean, mm-hmm. you can swim without having to knock somebody's teeth out. But at any rate, I mean, where are we at this point with North Carolina aside from the guys we've talked about today? I think overall, if you're talking about kind of the big picture deal, was they played a road game that didn't mean a ton to them because they're at worst, I think, locked into a two seed. They are um, in the NCAA tournament. They're at least a top three seed in the ACC tournament and have it by. You know, the motivation, and I've heard a few people say this, the motivation for Clemson was much greater than North Carolina. So you have that. Then you have the fact that they lost their leader at, you know, near halftime for the rest of the game. Um Add to that a team that was hitting a good percentage of their shots. They ended up shooting 47%, but they were much higher than that for for most of the game. And then add into that that really only two players from North Carolina played well offensively. And yet somehow, some way, they still were able to come out in a tough environment with a win. And I think at the beginning of the season, it always was, well, if they're not hitting their threes, they're not going to win. Sure, they hit a, a good amount of threes in this game, but thats I don't think that's the sole reason they won this game. It's just, you know, they got a key offensive rebound here or there. They got a key steal here or there. They shared the ball. Um, and then, you know, they came out and, and had two extra points, two more points than Clemson. I think that's really all you can take from it is that despite everything looking like um, they were going to lose, and one of those games would have been very easy to say, you know what, they're hitting all the shots. They're 
gonna win the game, whatever. It doesn't mean that much to us. They still came out with a win. So last question, and it sounds like judging from the press conference, Rory Williams, it was just a vertigo deal and he's doing all right, but he didn't want to jinx Carolina by coming out. But I got a question for you. Serious question. Mm-hmm. Tougher way to win a ball game at home when you lose your best player or on the road when you lose your coach. <laughs> um, for North Carolina, you know, it's, it hasn't been that tough because the last two times it's happened, they, they've gotten close victories on the road. Um, the last time, I think, was 2016, maybe, yep. at Boston College. Um, and North Carolina found a way to win. I think they were down in that game a, a, a decent amount um, and, and, you know, really didn't win it until the last couple of minutes is when they finally took the lead. Um, so maybe it is easier, you know, maybe it's maybe North Carolina is better at it than other people are in that kind of sudden change um, because it's happened to UNC a couple of times. Indeed. Carolina wins at Clemson. Was that, was, that, was that safe enough for you? Um, we, we didn't have to do safe. We could have gone <laughs> off the rails. Um, no, we'll... I mean, I, I do think it'll be interesting to see if that's brought up because, you know, it, it is different from a player and a coach. But like I said, for, for UNC, Roy Williams is the unquestioned leader of the the program and the team. And I say that because that's not the case at all schools. Sometimes the players kind of um, are, are what you would call the leaders. And I think um, for UNC, particularly when you have a freshman point guard like Kobe and you have another freshman like Nasir who's working in, and then you have younger players like Garrison Brooks, even though he has some experience, you know, he's still relatively new. Um, losing your coach is a big deal. And, you know, major credit to Steve Robinson for both of these times in 2016 and this year for stepping in. But, you know, Roy Williams is a Hall of Famer and one of the, the you know, probably four or five best coaches in college, ba- college basketball history for a reason. And so when you lose someone of that magnitude, obviously it's going to impact the team. But as we said, it speaks to um, his preparation with his staff and his team that without him for, I guess, the final 22 or 23 minutes of game action, they still came out with a win. So I'm curious to see if um, that'll be brought up at all. It probably won't be, but we'll see. No, it won't be. But, you know, it, for it to be similar, it would have to been Roy Williams on there. It would have had to been uh, Coach Smith sitting beside him and then maybe uh, maybe some other highlight like Bayheim maybe and then uh, maybe Kay on the bench. And then so Roy goes out and, and they still manage to win, you know, and not lose at home. And, and I talked to somebody today and they're still calling that asterisk. Anyway, Carolina 81-79. With uh, no asterisk at Clemson Trail. It's been a fun one. A little bit disjointed, but we got it done. I appreciate you taking the time, my man. It's so funny. That is going to live on. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk this week as we head into next, you know, the BC game and then into next weekend. But it's funny how that has taken on its own life in the rivalry um, over the last couple of weeks. And it's going to be one of those things that people talk about in 10 or 15 years. So that's that's funny. Yeah. But the good thing about college basketball is they'll get the chance to correct it or not. Yeah. Yep. Um, in, in a week from the night and then probably a, a week after that. So yep. anyway, yep. Carolina 8-0 on the road in the conference. Tough to do. The Hills have done it. One more to get at Boston College this week and then Duke in the Smith Center. Sherelle, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it, Tommy. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by T-shirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase.